up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. We got a fireside chat today. That means DJ Don Juan DeMarco is in the house, and we're just going to talk shit and have a good time. What up, dude? That, that is what we excel at. Is it is. talking shit. It's been a while since we've done one of these, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's been, about a, I think about a month and a half, maybe. Yeah. We've just been having a lot of success getting the best and brightest on Rick's mind. Definitely super cool guests we've had lately. Yeah. It's a product of, of grinding slowly, uh, growing the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this, hit that subscribe button, please. Or, or smash all, that like button or I'll murder John. I will. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Please do that for my sake, for my family's sake. <laughs> Sorry, bro. For my dogs. And it's going to be your fault. I'm talking to you, person, random stranger on the internet. Nah, man. It's been fun. I sound like I have a cold, dude. Do I sound? You do sound a little stuffy. I'm not though. I mean, I um, let's. I've I've had this like cough thing. I did have COVID. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've got long haul COVID, dude. Maybe I've got. That is a thing. I mean, I I kind of. <clears throat> I don't know if I qualified as like the actual like textbook diagnosis of long COVID, but I had like <clears throat> a lot of leftover symptoms and issues uh, with COVID after I had it in, um, when was that? October, November of 19. Yeah. That like did not go away until last spring when I got my vaccines, my first vaccine. Then I started to feel like just all of a sudden I just felt so much better yeah man i understand i, I kind of the same way um i haven't i mean i feel great i'm still able to work out run mm-hmm. na- no no effect there mm-hmm. but i do like cough at night still i don't yeah I was gonna, like mine fucked. yeah mine it's hard to tell if mine because i have a cough that's intermittent and that's either just asthma, which I have, or weed, which I smoke. Uh, but when I had the, the COVID thing was like, that was just, I was just felt no matter how much I rested, no matter how much like consistent exercise I was doing, I was just gassed all the time. Um, like I legit two weeks before I got sick, I ran a 10K. I, I think I maybe ran twice in the month leading up to it. And I ran it with a 10 minute mile and it wasn't like impossible. It was, it was hard, but it wasn't like terrible. But then all of a sudden, like I, I can't even now still, I have trouble running like more than like two and a half, three miles. Wait, max. You didn't get COVID though. I did though. You, I don't, I don't have 100% proof that I did get because it, it was early and it was before, but I did have literally every symptom of it except for, I didn't lose my sense of, uh, smell. Taste was kind of weird for a, a couple weeks, but let's hit a let's go ahead and hit the, the pause on this because I don't want to talk about COVID, dude. That's fair. It's it's <laughs> we're done with it. I'm tired of COVID. Well, it's we're it's over. It is it's it's over. We're and like I feel like we're like eighty eighty five percent. We're ninety four percent like of the endemic way. to endemic status. No, we're we're already we're already in. I've been in the endemic since two thousand twenty. So <laughs> that's how. F that. Don't want to talk about it. It makes me sad. And this is a happy day. It's President's Day. So when it you is. guys hear this, it'll be probably weeks past. But I've enjoyed mm-hmm. my holiday immensely. I have uh, 
I mean, I really haven't done a whole lot. Worked out. I, say, I love when you shopping. called me on Saturday because we were going to do this Saturday afternoon. And then you were like, what are you doing Monday? It's a holiday. And I'm like, what holiday? And, I, <laughs> and you were like, President's Day. I'm like, we're still doing President's Day? Hell yeah, dog. Because what it used to be, it used to be what? Link because they they combined Lincoln and Washington's birthday into one day, and then gave the other day they made Martin Luther King Day, right? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm not. I think that's what it is. I always think of Holiday Inn because they did they had uh, like the movie Holiday Inn with uh, Bing Crosby and no Danny Kay was in uh, White Christmas. It was Fred Astaire, mm. um, and they did a whole sketch that that's where the like the super duper yikesy blackface thing for lincoln's birthday was in that uh in that film it's uh, it sucks i love that movie it's such a great movie but that that scene is one of those things you just have to like fast forward and be like it was the 1930s it's fine it was the 19th you can't you can't judge people based off of like the times right like oh no yeah that's that's what i'm saying it's like i just fast forward to this it's like uncomfortable watching a minstrel show you know but like i just fast forward i'm like it was the 30s it's you know whatever Bro, it's not good but probably, it was the time i would probably pause on that scene and laugh i think that that'd be funny that that was like <laughs> i think that's crazy yeah they, they i haven't watched any old movies in a long time but i was watching um a lot of the 90s early 2000s uh films mm-hmm. have you know, a lot of crazy language in them. Like, I, I think it's <laughs> hilarious. Like, yeah. like, uh, I can't think of any examples right now. <clears throat> and I don't know. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say them because we're being it, it, What is it? There's it. Whenever I watch, um, like movies that are even from like uh, 2002, which I mean is kind of the, like the nineties extra innings, I guess. Uh, I always like, they'll just drop like, they'll drop like hard R's and just be like, Yo, retard. And it's like, oh, hey, wait, I forgot about that. People used to say that. Oh, yeah. And, and like fag, too. That's another one. I was yeah. watching, I was yeah, watching, yeah. Um, I think it was, uh, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas uh, jingle all the way. And oh, there's, God, yeah, I love that movie. They start beating up this, like, the, like a Turbo Man's sidekick yeah. or whatever. I was like, get him, uh-huh. fag. And I was like, what? <laughs> you could yeah, not say yeah, that to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you can't say that today. And that was an old school, all that stuff. Like you can't. I, I mean, you can say that today, but I, you're probably going to be dealing with certain depends on who ramifications. You're yeah, I, I like to use it as like a like a reclaimed word kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just not going to say it, bro. It's That's worth fair. more. I mean, I just did, but it's where it's it's a. Uh, it's a, you know, we're, we're a real small show. It'll probably come like back a, to bite me in the ass at some point. In 15 but. years, we'll find somebody, we'll make a compilation of you saying fag, like ironically Most or in like, context yeah, of a conversation. Yeah, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, that poor son of <laughs> a bitch. He's a racist. It's like they were talking about it. What I do you know, want him to man. say? I know. It's so stupid. It is pretty dumb, dude. That, 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 it's that like I have, I have my issues with Joe Rogan and they mainly stem from him not pushing back on certain people and just the reason why he's such a great interviewer is because he's a chameleon. Mm -hmm. He makes everybody feel comfortable and kind of almost like whether he believes it or not makes it kind of felt like he is on their side, Yeah, you know? Um, And I think like, yeah, it's like he said in that with like his big long apology video when that compilation came out and it's like, 
it's better off just not to say it, but also in context, they were literally like the one joke about Planet of the Apes was just a dumb racist joke that he shouldn't have made. Wasn't that like in the early 90s, though? Yeah, yeah. And it's like time and place could be funny, maybe, but also you're not black, so I'd, I'd just avoid it, you know? But it's just the, the, all the other stuff, they're literally talking about, like, how the word is used or where it is or, or doing like the Young Turks do when somebody uses the N-word with a hard R. They will read out a quote verbatim and they won't they won't censor it because, like, people need to hear how awful it is, you know? Yeah, it's... We we got we have to be careful, right? Uh, like as a mm-hmm. like society, because I don't want to live in a society. And whether you're no matter which side you're on, left, right, mm-hmm. center, up, down, whatever. If we lose the ability to forgive people and like let things mm-hmm. go, that is not a society in which you should participate in or want to be in. Because like. Everyone makes mistakes, and and you you know you have to be super careful with your words because mm-hmm. your words are there's something that you can never take back ever, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know the the way that we mitigate that is if someone says they're sorry and they and they mean it, like you, you're able to forgive right. them, move on, and if we're mm-hmm. not letting people do that, that's a pretty shitty place to exist in. It's not a yeah. good place because everyone makes mistakes. Like I'm sure I've said, I'm not even sure. I know I've said terrible things when I was a teenager, oh, yeah. a young man, insecure, scared, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I've said terrible things that I, I oh, wish yeah. I could take Same. back, but I can't. And, you know, you just need to make amends with the people. And it's tough. A man like Joe Rogan or any of these other famous podcasters, whatever mm-hmm. them, you know, making mistakes and being, having the number one podcast in the world for years, decades. I mean, shit, yeah. he's been doing this for what, like a, a decade. decade, right? No, no longer he, than a decade. I'm pretty sure it's well, he's in the been, teens. He's been like the, Oh, he's been doing, yeah. He's been doing the show for what? Like at least 13, 14 yeah, exactly. years, but he's been like, definitely number the one top for, or at least top three for the last, least the last time. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And that's hundreds of hours. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've listened to a vast majority of them. Like mm-hmm. I owe that man a, an enormous debt of just mm-hmm. linking me to information. And mm-hmm. especially in college, just seeing that there was another way to to do things or uh, mm-hmm. more there's so much knowledge and so many of my interests it's like we we kind of share the same interests and and from his podcast being able to look into all these people and all these sources it's definitely made me mm-hmm. smarter listening to his oh yeah and the introduction of sam harris and dan carlin and just tons of other figures i would give him credit mm-hmm. to so he's kind of i don't know him but damn it i feel like i do know him um yeah. so i'm always gonna have you know his back and just because I owe him a giant debt. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had the Danielle Benelli podcast, right? This is I wouldn't true. have known about yeah. him. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of just information in general that he has covered that I may not have heard it directly from his show, but I at least found like an expert or somebody that was a guest on his show that then led me down a rabbit hole yes. to find any number of things like. I like, you know, we, you and I talk a lot about 
are like an I, I think my like my feelings about Joe Rogan are they're very nuanced, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the the past three years, really since around the election leading up to uh the last election, um my issues with him is not necessarily like it's content based and it's really just him needing to be more. Cause I think like a lot of his issues boil down to, he seems like a very nice person who is very humble given what he's done and achieved and his, his position and status. I think he just underestimates. Like, I think he's starting to get it finally, which is great. Underestimated his, um, his reach, the size and pull and reach of his platform. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't think he, I don't want him to change anything that he does. Like, oh, I think neither, that that's honestly. why that it, well, I used to think you hated him and that was like, that caused kind no. of friction. It caused a little bit of no, friction no, with no. me. I was like, how dare, how could you? But it's, it's like just, one of those, it's one of those things that like, I, you know, you, you're the hardest on people that you really admire. And I, I really like Joe Rogan. Like, I'm not a fan, a big fan of his comedy just because that kind of stand-up comedy is not necessarily my, you know, cup of tea. But he is a very talented comedian. Um, and he's a fabulous interview. And, and like you said, his podcast, like, there are very few platforms that, he, that would equal the amount of reach, quality, and then also, uh, like, editorial freedom. Yeah. that he has. And I think it's like it's incredible incredibly important that Joe Rogan exists. And I'm yes. not one of those like dumb lefties that's just like Joe Rogan talked about COVID, he's evil. It's more like Joe Rogan talked about COVID and it's obvious that his potentially his political, you know, personal political beliefs have changed over the past few years, but at the very least he has been when he's been arguing with people or he's been uh, interviewing, he's been very ideologically inconsistent um, because he is, like I said, he's a chameleon. So he kind of doesn't let his own viewpoint go through. And then honestly, I think his, his issue is I just think he got in with a really bad group of people that are like, genuinely like some of them are genuinely nazis and some of them the rest of them and all of them are just bad grifters well i play a game to make money i'm gonna stop you there i don't think any of them are nazis um Uh, gavin mcginnis i guarantee you is no they didn't get in blair white Blair White is awful. Hold on, don't Tim know. Pool, Tim Pool is an idiot. Don't not not a Nazi. I don't think. Ga- I don't even know. <laughs> I re- I watched the Gavin McGlynnis. That was like, dude. That was like that was like seven. That years was like six ago. years yeah, ago. Six seven yeah. years ago. Yeah, and they did not like each other. And this guy no. kind of was super weird. And I didn't like the interview. I mean. I, I remember there was a moment in that interview where Joe Rogan's like, mm-hmm. I could fucking kill you. I could reach across <laughs> this table and kill you. I, I shit you not. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, cause that's when we kind of, that's when we, I mean, we were in the infancy of, I think we, what the show was called inquisitive minds back then, a little yeah. uh, anthology for you folks. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were still in school and we were just kind of, you know, messing around. And I, I remember I was listening to a lot of the JRE Tim Ferriss trying to figure out my mm-hmm. own style, which we're getting close. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was, I, 
as I was listening to that interview, I was like, I don't know what I would do if I had someone on my show that was mm-hmm. acting like this, just acting like a, a fuckhead, like yeah. being really I mean, cagey I'd- and doing this gonzo type. Like, are, are you, how serious are you about the things that you're saying? Like, I wouldn't, I'd feel pretty disrespected and pretty. That's what, see that, that kind of, that kind of person, that's what make, makes Gavin McInnes so dangerous. And the typical people of that, like, like Gavin McInnes, uh, at that time, Milo Yiannopoulos, um, uh, who else was it? Not Tim, Tim Pool's just an idiot. Um, there was one other that I can't, oh, I can't, I, if, oh, Steven Crowder, right? Those guys, like, back then they were they were playing this game to say like well we're libertarians we just believe in free speech you know i'm not going to tell you what i believe but now like i mean steven crowder is like weekly <clears throat> multiple times a week essentially doing a minstrel show on youtube um, i don't, pay it to, I don't even a, know who that is yeah he's a he was he's a quote-unquote comedian he's not funny at all okay um, well, hold on his whole, his whole time shtick out. time out yeah you are you're bringing in your own. There's I'm okay. sure in my in my in opinion, opinion. Excuse me. Exactly. In my opinion, he's not funny. He was famous for uh, in like the mid aughts, late aughts, uh, being on Fox News on one of their late night shows. As uh, like he was like 18 or 19 when he started on there, and that he was like the Christian comedian who was a virgin and not having sex until he was married. Oh, shut up. That's you know? not real. Google. Pull no, that that's up. for real. That is, no I way. guarantee you. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like he had a whole, there was a, there was an episode. The show was called uh red eye that it was that guy, Greg Gutfeld. That's now know, like, how do you know all of this, dude? I am terminally online. You gotta stop. We, know, we, we <laughs> you gotta, I need help. You gotta stop. Um, he so it was his show and he was like it was like a panel show where it was the host and like maybe two or three other people and there was a particular episode i'll put the link in the show notes mm-hmm. uh where amy schumer was on the comedian amy schumer and okay. she just fucking roasted steven crowder it was great for being just like a dweeb which is that's all he is and now he's just a racist like a uh, okay racist. stop no Thre- like like object objectively in i'm not opinion, being hyperbolic with in you. your opinion I'll send you some videos. It's, okay. it's kind of hard please, not to think. Please that. do. I'm. I'm. I feel I like as a. I feel like as a white person, you you you're quicker to throw that term around than I am. I mean, he's literally done blackface on his show. Well, you know, I don't. I don't know if that makes you a racist, dog. I don't know. We throw that word around a little too a little too willy nilly now. So you're what, guilty. Racist? Yes, you're super guilty of that. I mean, I'm more of like, what's in your heart? Do you judge someone? Are you you know you scared of someone from said race? Are you are you mm-hmm. just are you do you hate them when you see? That's like that's are you like are you a bad person or are you just trying to get attention? Right? Are you just trying to? This, maybe it, that's what he's trying to like, do. I think so. I agree with you. Okay. That like so like Joe Rogan's joke about uh, the, what was it? A uh, Planet of the Apes, right? Okay. I don't think he. That was a joke that is rooted in a racist thought. But Joe Rogan is not. I don't think Joe Rogan is a racist. I think that was just a dumb joke he was trying to tell to be edgy. You no, know. I mean, I know he's definitely not a racist, right? Yeah, like yeah. Stephen Crowder. Yeah, Stephen Crowder, however, has a decade plus 
of extremely questionable borderline shit that is like you know a couple times a few times that's being edgy you know when it's a pattern you know as a a spokesperson for the black community let me go ahead and take a look (laughs) at this you can't you listen sir listen white Mm -hmm. man i will be the judge of that okay (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm messing with you brother i love you (laughs) but no you do throw that word around too much and i know you mean well i know you mean well but you Mm -hmm. you know we have a podcast here we're not Mm -hmm. taking sides we're sitting back and we're we're just looking at all the chaos that's going on we got to keep level heads we don't Mm -hmm. get in our feels we don't do any of that shit like we are confident and who we are as human beings. And if, if someone is, is going to look at me and hate me just solely based on off of the extra melanin that I have in their skin, in my skin, mm-hmm. right? Well, I feel sorry for that person. And yeah. I, I, I feel sorry because you're, you've just now shut, shut out next an entire culture, community, uh, mm-hmm. way of thinking, way of being just, because of your insecurity and your fears. And that's, I mean, I think that as a society, we're, we've gotten, we've come a long way from where we were. Right. And I think we still have mm-hmm. a ways to go, but I don't think oh, that like yeah. it's terrible. I mean, I, I have issues with like the things that I was told in college, right. Mm-hmm. Told that just because like, I was uh, black, like that oh, just because I was black, that like, things were going to be harder for me. I was going to be discriminated against in this. I mean, we talked, I've I've had this conversation uh, Mm -hmm. on the podcast before, and I don't think that that's right. Like, yes, maybe, maybe, but I can't, I can't live my life like that. I have to have a mentality that if one door closes, I'll knock down 10 in order to get where I want to be. You know, I, I look at being black as the biggest blessing that's ever occurred to me. Number one, I'm fucking beautiful. Number two, (laughs) That skin, I'd kill for your Thank skin. Thank you, Come on. dude. I don't get sun. I don't get sunburned. You know, very often. It's it's a good. That life. must be nice. Like I have to. I have to like yes. load up with at least two layers of sunscreen. Never. I've never I, put like, it on. I go. Never worn I go, sunscreen. Like, during the winter, you can definitely tell I'm Lithuanian because I'm like mostly pretty pale. But during the summer, I go like golden brown because I'm Italian. Mm-hmm. But I still have to like layer up with sunscreen to not just roast immediately. You have to pick. Something you have to pick where you're from. Mm-hmm. I've decided this. You're I'm either Lithuanian or you're Italian, and you can't you can't mm-hmm. have both. Or you're just regular Give old me time white. To think I'll come. You're just I'll regular old white. I'm down for regular old white. <laughs> White's boring though. White means you have no culture. Well, I mean, all of those things are pretty much that doesn't. No, it doesn't. I don't think it means that. <laughs> what do you talk? That's so. That's what I've always is like. That's why people they call like you know European people in the United States they call them white because they like what is what is white culture? That's like when when the Nazis talk about like white pride and it's like what are you proud of? The fact that you don't have a lot of melanin. Well, they eat like, a lot of schnitzel I, over there and, and drink. I mean, beer. schnitzel's great. I, it is you pretty know. good. It is. You know, it is. I that know, that's, in, that's uh, always a pet peeve of mine. It's it's like a it's a I think it's mm-hmm. a bad pet peeve because I don't know when I was in. In college, there'd be someone that was uh, maybe tri-racial, or you, you know, like you mm-hmm. couldn't really figure I mean, out te- like, what. Technically, you know, technically, I'm technically I'm mixed because like oh a very my significant god, my is well, no, no, is I'm not saying I'm part black. I'm saying like a significant portion of my heritage is Native American. Like actually, born like recently born on a reservation. Okay, I so I I agree, but like if I was gonna like if I was gonna pick 
a Native mm-hmm. American out of a lineup, like you would not be. Oh, it. you wouldn't pick me. No, no, hundred percent. That's why, like, that's why I do say I'm just like white, just or regular old get, white. Yeah, I mean, I'm like mostly European heritage. Yeah, yeah, regular old white, just plain and simple, <laughs> boring, just white bread. You know, middle. middle I'm like, of the I'm like the, white. I'm like rye bread. I'm right. rye bread. I'm, I'm like, I'm white, but there's some flavor there. You know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 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 that's why I always tell people I'm spicy white. Yeah. <laughs> no, did you like? So you either I'm, I would say because you're either I mean you're, you're Lithuanian, mm-hmm. so you eat borscht. That's pretty boring, right? You're eating fucking beets. That's and an argument. We could have. That is an and, argument we could. Um, and a then, boiled egg, some sour cream, yes, a little dill, a little ca- sauerkraut. On, I don't know. I mean, maybe sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's German. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. And then, uh, <laughs> then you're a Italian. It's like <laughs> what, three countries in between. Then whatever. you're Italian. <laughs> you know, but it is funny because, like, you know, I could do this to you, right? But you mm-hmm. could not probably do the same thing to me. Like, let's say, you know, the people are like this mother, he is so so. Te- technically, what I'm doing is maybe racist. I don't know. Just calling me regular. Old I think white. it's more. I think. I think, I think it's funny. Technically. Tech, well, I do too. Technically, I think it would be technically bigotry because Ooh. race racism implies structures of power because I think racism is technically power and privilege. Yeah. Like, so oh. technically, within a very dictionary way, I don't believe somebody who is of a minority race in the United States could be racist. No, shut up, dude. Don't well, no, ever say the, that. I'm saying by the definition, the dictionary definition of the word racism. Now, bigoted, fuck yeah. Well, no, you could you definitely know. be a black racist for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, I black to have, exist. I happen to have some people of Middle Eastern descent that are a little bit racist, that are homies oh. of mine mm-hmm. towards that white people yeah and friend i mean there's a hell of a lot of uh hell of a lot friends of you know who, who you are, are if you're listening well. you know who you are okay you're you called who, out you've been called out no i've called them out I'm like <laughs> bro you can't say that about white that's terrible um <laughs> that is like, you know i'm right i'm like oh come on man Get the fuck out of here <laughs> They're everywhere. The they're gonna. Like, they're, they outnumber us. Now. <laughs> see, that's 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 the problem with the United States is that we don't have that. Like in Europe, right? Every country is basically its own. It's its own country, but it's essentially like a state, like the United States. The like outside of like the Nazis and the actual like extremists that are there in the cultures. For the most part, it's just like it's like gentle local ribbing, you know? Yeah. Like making fun of Polish people because they were poor at one point or Italians because we eat tomatoes or something, you know, or just like, whatever. It's not like, for the most part, it's not malicious. Whereas here it's like, it's like always at least frothing at the mouth. I think, well, I think that like, you know, if you're, you've got a diverse group of friends, like you and I both Mm -hmm. do, like you can definitely say, make racial jokes. As long oh, as yeah. you're cool with those people and you love them and they know that there's nothing <laughs> evil coming. I mean, shit, I've said some terrible things about my Mexican homies and then they've got me right back. <laughs> they've got me back, dude. So good. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't well, know. It's like that's, that. a, that's just who I am as a person, though. Like, well, and there's, there was a there was a comedian that I saw on, I think I might have seen it on like stand-up shots on Reddit. Um, that's just like, if you've never seen that subreddit, it's, no, it's I like, did. I uh, was actually just going to ask you about this. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like 10, 10 to, I think it's less than a minute. Oops. Generally one minute or less 
clips of people doing stand-up, of comedians doing their stand-up. And mm-hmm. so it's great. So you can actually see just like a joke in context. Um, and there was a guy that, a black guy that was doing a joke where he was talking about uh, like turfs and transphobes and everything. And he was talking about like, he's like, you know, there's a way you can make, you can make jokes about trans people without being transphobic here. Listen, you know what? I'm jealous. You know, it's like, it's not fair. Trans women, they're women and they have nice feet. (laughs) That's fucked. You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, it's, I might've, I probably did the joke wrong, but it's like that. Like you can make jokes that point out like, differences in like ethnic groups or cultures without making it malicious you know maybe i think so i'm not yeah. a comedian though I, I i wouldn't want that job dude that'd be so hard yeah have that you ever would been be. to, i mean i've have you ever been to an open mic night i haven't no dude you have to go you have to go bro like the amount of times I've been so embarrassed and uncomfortable for some poor <laughs> sap that's just bombing. Uh-huh. Like there was a girl that was that was up there, and she told a, what she thought was a joke, and then she, mm-hmm. she like stopped. It was silent. She's like, "You guys don't oh, get no. it. You don't get it. Joke. Like you don't get it. It's so funny." And I, I was like, "Stop talking." And you just that's like that's like that, in uh, your seat, man. That's like that Jeb Bush, when Jeb Bush was doing his speech and everybody was just quiet and he was just like, please clap. Oh man, (laughs) Jeb Bush. Dude, Jeb, I love Jeb Bush, man. That guy was such a character. He was Ah, such a character. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? talk about it. If he was gonna. Your dad was a president. Your your grandfather tried to have a coup. Your brother was president and you're the fuck up and you could only manage to be governor of Florida. Like, (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and now there's what, and now there's I forget who's there's another Bush that's in <coughs> politics. Uh, I think in Texas that uh, he might. I think he might be George W. Bush's nephew. Maybe mm. I don't know. He's one of their one of one of like he's like Herbert Walker Bush's grandson. He's campaigning on that he's a he's a Bush, but not like those Bushes. Well, that's like, good. That's a good yeah. one. I'll have to find that. I loved like he's it. like trying to go for the Trump crowd. I loved it when G Dub was uh, was president. Just all the the funny jokes and how bad he was at talking oh, and stuff. Odd. <clears throat> Minus the you know the complete overhaul of how our government functions and kind of has kicked us down the hill of uh, collapse. Or I, I miss just having a dumb president. The, the, pa- the Patriot Act and all the freedoms yeah. that we lost and never got back. And all the the government the, spying. The how many trillions of dollars were lost to defense industry contractors? Oh through, yeah, buddy. <laughs> through oh, all yeah. of the wars that we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I don't miss that, but yeah, yeah, I don't. I miss do. That. I I miss I miss SNL. Uh, with Will Ferrell as George W. Bush, that was yeah. that was quality. That was genuine quality. Yeah, that was that was the move. That was like that. Was, those are some good years. Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think. Anna Gasker was on there. Yeah, who was um, Fred Fred Armston? Ar- Armisen. Yeah. Armisen. I think you. he was on. He was on a little later. I think he might have like. They crossed, they that crossed time. over. They crossed. Like, yeah, they it was like that. toward the toward the end of like, Will Ferrell's time. On he's because he what he left that in like two thousand nine. I never watch. I, I just I watch a lot of the SNL clips on YouTube, man. Like that's pretty much mm-hmm. like I I've never really stopped watching. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that 
you know, I watch the full shows, but like if there's a clip on and some actor that I know, I might, I might give it a watch on, on the, on yeah. the tube of you. But I, I like, I see clips here and there, but I haven't like really like sought them out or looked for them in a long time. I used to like when I was a teenager, I would, I used to watch the, the reruns they would have of it, um, on, uh, comedy central that they wouldn't show like the newest shows, but they would like just rerun all the old ones and like, yeah. like somewhat contemporary seasons. Um, but I never like, and then occasionally I would like TiVo it and watch it live or watch it later. But after, after Will Ferrell left, I didn't really have any interest in it. Cause he was like, he was so funny and everybody on there was so good. Yeah. You know? It was like after he left, after Norm Macdonald left, um, I kind of just, quit paying attention because it was just like didn't i didn't feel as funny to me i guess yeah man rip norm dude that sucked because norm mcdonald was truly like the greatest comedian of all time in my opinion like the way the man could tell a joke about absolutely nothing and waste your time for minutes for just the dumbest fucking most obvious punchline was just beautiful yeah when he died someone told me to look up i think it's the the moth joke or something like that yeah did i yeah i did where he was that. on uh it's conan he was on conan yeah that yeah. that's exactly i always think of that because it was like a three and a half minute story for just a really obvious punchline i thought it was hilarious i thought it was i i always appreciated too how he he didn't pull punches and he always like he never just like he'd make jokes about people, but he never just made the easy jokes like called him fat, called him ugly, or did something obvious. It was always something very, very specific that actually felt like it was a burn, you know. I'm not, you know, I, I'm I didn't uh, end up watching. I don't. I haven't watched any of his stand ups, or I think I've seen a few of his movies, but. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I'm sad to see him go. Same mm-hmm. with Bob Sat. I remember him from like America's Funniest Home Videos, but I never watched any yeah. of his stand up or anything like that. Yeah, me neither. I, mean, I think I've seen a few of his films, but I know that he like he did that kind of like when he was done with uh, Full House and his like family fr- friendly image. He made that kind of like heel turn to like raunchy comedian. He's no, he was um, always a raunchy comedian. Oh, I guess that's that's true. Yeah, and I I never saw. I don't I don't know if I ever actually have even seen any of his stand up, even no. clips. I think we should probably like I should probably do a deep dive in, in, into some of it though, since you know. Yeah. Just out of risk. I am a big fan of comedians, and I I need to go see more stand up comedy. Man, like I saw, I saw Tim Dillon, uh, and mm-hmm. that was a fucking great show. I thought I was gonna die. I bet. Yeah, he I bet. had some really good bits and. Uh, but you know, I it's hard for me because there's a lot of comedians that come through, come through the Rose City, and mm-hmm. n- like n- some of most of them aren't really big acts. And I'm just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. What if I don't laugh? I just gotta, just, I just gotta, <laughs> you just go. Yeah, I gotta stop being a little busy and just do I it. I feel like stand up comedy, send it. Stand up comedy is gonna be like if you go, if you go to a show in a like a town like Portland that that's that big and that like big of a cultural center it's like a music show if there's a touring act that's coming through they're probably yeah, pretty good. at least yeah. worth your time like, that's what you i'm know? thinking 
Same with a stand up. Now, if you go to a local, like a local open mic night, you got probably going to be hit and miss. You should definitely. I would encourage anyone that's watching this, please go to an open mic. You will have the time. You're going to laugh. You're going to feel very uncomfortable, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> it's free. The drinks are probably going to be a little expensive if you're into that. You know, you can get a soda water. They're going to charge you three dollars. In my experience, <laughs> which I kind of hate it when people charge me for fucking soda water, especially I do yeah. long stints of like, you know, zero alcohol, whatever. And I just mm-hmm. if I'm going to go kick it with the homies, like I'll just go out and order a club soda lime. Sometimes I get charged mm-hmm. for that. I'm like, you motherfucker. That's so shitty. Club How soda dare so you? It's water. And it's not even like. Yeah, it's literally. It comes out of the gun. Water. Yeah. That's so stupid. That I've been to. I remember I went and saw. Uh, Jimmy Eat World in Indianapolis. Uh, I don't remember when it was, like maybe ten years ago, and the the place was just a it was a concert venue, but it was almost like it was one of those concert venues that it's literally just a room with a stage, mm-hmm. you know. And then like where the merch table was, there was also like a concession stand, and they were selling water for like six dollars. And I was just like, do you guys not just have, and it was like, it was almost a bar. And I was like, do you not guys not just have like water cups? And they were like, no, you have to buy water. And I'm like, damn. Okay. That's fucking stupid. But part of you, you, you parted with that six, those six bones. So for sure. Yeah. I was thirsty. Yeah. So. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. I was, uh, when I, the first time I went to Europe, I was horrified at the, they had to buy water. It's like, how, what mm. is this place? But you know, you kind of get used to it. I lived over there for a time and. Yeah, that was that was an interesting. I think beer was cheaper where I was staying. I was staying in oh, Denmark. Yeah. Beer was cheaper than water a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Which that makes sense. Well, yeah. I wonder I why that if that's still a holdover from just like infrastructure not being up to par for like water purification. I don't know. I don't think so. That, uh, you, oh, you're saying like, like just a, a cultural continuation, like a, like a cultural holdover oh, yeah, from yeah, back yeah. in the day. Because like at least in in the United States, like in the 1800s. That's why people drank so fucking much because you still can hydrate with beer and wine, but it's not very efficient. No, it's not, know? and you still get it. Still get drunk as hell. Yeah, I mean, it was a low percentage beers. Like, what? A, what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Are you just are out? Well, actually, no, I would not want to do that. But I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it would be. It's kind of interesting to think about, dude. The, I mm-hmm. don't even like when you think back to the 1800s, 1700s. And how hard life was, and how many children mm-hmm. that they had to bear. Like, the, I don't even think that. I think that's a completely different type of human. Like, they are much, oh, yeah. much harder than we are mm-hmm. today, and they had to deal with so much more shit. Right? They didn't yeah. know as much. Right? They most of them just toiled and worked, and they were they had a calorie deficit. We're, we're now for the first time in history of a calorie surplus. And that's why there's a lot of obesity. In shape. Yeah. 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 Speak for yourselves, motherfuckers. Not this guy. <laughs> Although I was, I was, I did. I yeah, was a little yeah. chubster. I'm a hundred percent. I used was. to be very big uh, as a teenager. I was up, I'm five ten, and I was like two seventy something with no, no muscle on me at all. Very little muscle. That was, that was the most you weighed. I think I, the most I weighed was yeah. two, two. I was like two seventy three. I think that was the mm-hmm. biggest. And I, I and I, I'll never forget just looking at myself and just being, "You've become what you hate." How dare you? <laughs> that was a tough. And then I like 
I tried to run. Was that pre-football, after football? Oh, this is definitely after football, man. I never, Mm -hmm. I was never out of shape when I was playing ball. Like, Mm -hmm. I was, I was always in decent shape. There's a little bit of running and a lot of weightlifting. Um, So, you never, I never was super out of shape. But then after you quit playing, after I quit playing, which I mean, I didn't play college football for that long. um, I just started Mm -hmm. partying. And I even, even, during those years, I managed to stay in in shape or relatively good shape because I was still hitting the gym and you're always doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was, and I was walking to class or riding my bike, and you know, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of time to burn calories. It was actually when you know I, I finished school and got an office job. That's when all the drinking from college mm-hmm. and then the sitting and all of that stuff really just and just poor food choices. Mm-hmm. This really started mounting, and that's when I started packing on the the pounds. I got big. I got. I got. I was. I was fat. <laughs> I was. I. My worst <clears throat> was when I was like I said. I was a teenager. I was sixteen. I think when I was mm-hmm. that that weight, and I had to go see an endocrinologist, and they were like, "Well, if you don't lose, you know, at least." A hundred pounds, you're probably going to be dead by thirty from diabetes. And I was like, "Cool, I'll lose weight." Whoa. So I did. Whoa, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it was very scary, but it it uh, I'll tell you what, that's nothing more motivating than that. So, and I like I immediately like I had been exercising, but and I played sports, but I didn't really eat well and I didn't take care of myself. Um and that's when I started learning like way more like in depth about nutrition and exercise and how to like actually take care of yourself properly and i eventually i got way too small um i kind of had like toward the end kind of developed a little bit of bulimia because i was so or not bulimia um oh yeah bulimia i guess there's uh, anorexia and the bulimia i think yeah I think whatever it was bulimia I where you like i think we'll google that but oh. yeah i didn't i didn't make myself purge i didn't throw up or anything i just like didn't eat very much because i was afraid of gaining weight so maybe that's anorexia um, I but I was some somewhere in that eating disorder zone because I got down to, I think my lowest was like 140, which like I was literally skin and bones. All right, uh, so so hold on. Bulimia is an emotional disorder involving distortion of body image and an obsessive desire to lose weight, in which bouts of extreme overeating are followed by depression and self-induced vomiting. So I never did the I never did the vomiting. So I think you just didn't eat. You just starved right. yourself. Yeah, kind of. And so, I I exercised and then didn't eat too out of fear of gaining weight. So so lack or loss of appetite for food. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, an emotional disorder characterized by excessive desire to lose weight by refusing to eat. So you just that, yeah, that was kind that of where was I was. So you just didn't, yeah. and it, uh, let's, ner- I think it's, maybe it's anorexia nervosa. It's anorexia nervosa. Yeah. That's the, a, yeah. Well, that, I was, was never in danger I didn't ever get to like, I never got to like danger, danger zone levels, but like I was kind of like on the edge of that danger zone. Um, and then I start, and then I, I bounce back and I've built myself up. I, I need to lose weight. I've put on the, the COVID, what do they say? COVID 15 that between, inactivity and then medication i need to have gained some weight so i need to work on that which i am i'm doing i'm cycling a lot more and i'm trying to get my diet back um to a better place you know uh depression kicks how, your ass how much hard, weight so. do you want to lose 
I'm right now about two. I go back and forth, like I'm around between 235, 240. And I'm comfortable where I am, but I would like to be down closer to 220, 225. You want to get down to 205? Yeah, or 225. 225. So I want to lose about 15 to 20 pounds, which I feel like that when I was that weight, I was nice. I was really lean. I felt really good. Um, What do you do? You want like a six pack, or what are you trying to get to? No, I'm not trying to do like not necessarily for aesthetics. It's mainly just for like for health. I feel like I feel heavy, you know, uh, and I would like to not, I guess, you know, and so it's not like it's not like a terribly stressful thing that I'm just like I have to lose weight, uh, but more so like I just need to eat better and be more active and it'll go, you know. And I've started doing that. I'm doing better. My my problem too, like I said, medication is a problem. My antidepressant makes like when you take it after about six months, you gain about ten pounds. Um, and then I take Adderall for my ADHD, and that fucks your hunger cues up so bad. You're, yeah, it's, a, it's an appetite suppressant. Yeah, unintentionally, because like I like I legitimately will. F- I get so focused on doing whatever I'm doing, I forget to eat. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I won't eat lunch or something, and then it'll be like you know. I'll have breakfast, take my meds at nine, and then it'll be probably about four thirty, five o'clock when they finally wear off or they're worn off enough that I'm just like, God, I'm starving. What do you eat for breakfast? Uh, it depends on the mood I'm in. Most of the time I wake up and it's all of me, everything I can do to make coffee. So most of the time I have stuff like yogurt or oatmeal. Um, could you, sometimes could, I just have leftovers. <clears throat> could you, you skip know? breakfast? Take your pills so did, earlier. Hold, take I, your pills earlier, and then yeah. have a timer. And no matter what, just eat something small, like at noon. So you're gonna try and do so like I, a 16 hour fast. I used to do that a lot. I like I did intermittent fasting for probably five six years, I think, mm-hmm. and it really worked for me very well. And I felt really good, like not having breakfast, and then mm-hmm. have like first meal of the day was like between 11 and noon. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, that worked really well because I always had a gap between 11 to 12 that I could go home and eat and then go back to class. Um, but with my medication, like you have to take, like I did that for a while while I was taking Adderall and I would just take my Adderall and then like I'd take it at like nine or 10 and then a couple hours later I'd eat and it just tore my stomach apart from the medication. It's just too much to have on an empty stomach. Um, so I kind of have to have food in my stomach. So I try, I generally have like smaller breakfast. I've got a, I've got a hack for you. Try, don't Oh yeah. try the second concoction. Okay. Uh, put butter in your coffee so you Ooh. get calories or ghee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like to G-H-E. coat your stomach with the oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, I put a little turmeric in there. That's an anti-inflammatory. So I've, I mm-hmm. eat a lot of turmeric. And then I would say MCT oil, but here's the mm-hmm. catch. If you're not used to MCT mm-hmm. oil, you will have the Hershey squirts. And it is <laughs> no fucking joke, bro. I so, don't have that problem. I put, oh, I do. Did, okay, you I, do MCT. Then you can I normally add do, MCT oil. Yeah, I got, we got uh, for our wedding, uh, it was actually uncoordinated, but fabulously, uh, fabulously done. Uh, someone gave us an espresso machine and mm-hmm. then someone gave us a really nice coffee grinder. So I normally do like, if it, like, if it's like the weekend, I might do a latte for breakfast, but mm-hmm. most of the time I just do like four shots with hot water and some soy milk and then, uh, collagen 
mm-hmm. protein. Yeah, put collagen and in my MCT coffee oil. Too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do that, and then just around noon one, I would definitely just eat. You know, eat a. I mean, it all depends what you're trying to do. I'm always, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a war. I mean, I'm always running the battle against the chub. I'm always battling <laughs> carbohydrates. They're the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I'm a a hybrid keto slash dirty keto. Mm-hmm. Primarily, most of my meals are very low. What would carb. dirty keto be? <clears throat> so you just have you just you don't one hundred percent not eat carbs, but you have. So some. I would say the most sustainable thing. This is the most sustainable. I call it the Rick Brooks diet, but it's the most sustainable thing I've ever found. Like most of mm-hmm. my meals are like very low carbohydrates. I'm not eating any rice or mm-hmm. grains. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty much meat and vegetables. A lot of Oregon meats, a lot of like beef, heart, liver. Um, mm-hmm. um, Cauliflower rice is a, an amazing substitute. Oh, rice cauliflower. Yeah, yep. So that I, I do that. that. Um, I, I will allow, like, I don't, I'm not really too picky about sweet potatoes. I'm going to eat sweet potatoes. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, they're going to be on a day, like after a leg day or after a pretty grueling, like, jujitsu practice or anything. I'll, I'll throw in some sweet potatoes and I'll, I'll have no remorse over that. Beets mm-hmm. are okay as well. Um, but you got to stay away from great. Cheese is good. Mm-hmm. All vegetables are pretty much I good. A lot of cabbage. Say, uh, one yeah, one thing I, that I would encourage you I, to try that that has helped me, I think, significantly is before every meal, I mm-hmm. generally eat about four or five ounces of either kimchi or mm. um, something from no, 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 yeah, yeah, like cauliflower, no, um, sauerkraut or whatever. Yeah, so I eat about yeah. four or five ounces of that, and then I mm-hmm. eat my meal. So then I, you know, I end up yeah. eating less. Uh, I would allow, like, when you're start, if you're going to do this, like, allow yourself a banana, one piece of fruit. Mm -hmm. That's a great cheat code, right? Banana, if you want to have a smoothie Mm -hmm. with berries, like, go ahead and do that. Basically, Mm -hmm. like, my biggest problem with every time I try and diet, and I'm Mm -hmm. constantly terminally on a diet, I just, I like Mm -hmm. eating clean. Um, My biggest issue is I get too rigid. And I'll like just mm-hmm. cut out fruit or cut out little cheat yeah. codes. But eating, mm-hmm. oh, and no bread, dude, absolutely no bread. Um, eating, yeah. eating a piece of fruit's not a big deal. Eating mm-hmm. a sweet potato is not. A, if I'm starting to feel guilty about eating real foods like that, I need to calm the fuck yeah. down. So yeah, I would yeah. encourage you to do that. A- another good thing that is sustainable is eighty twenty, right? Like eighty percent of your meals, like Monday through Friday. Maybe Saturday, mm-hmm. if you're a badass, mm-hmm. you eat clean. And then mm-hmm. one night, one day, you eat whatever you want to eat, right? Eat you just kind of do yeah, whatever that, you want to do. That's what I've I've had success with that kind of method of like whenever I – I don't ever – like I don't really say I'm on a diet just because like I feel like – I don't know. I feel like that implies that there's like a very strict plan that I'm sticking to, whereas – Normally, I just try to do very simple, more calories out than calories in, mm-hmm. um, get my macros, and stick to like, it's kind of like a low-carb Mediterranean, I guess, or paleo is kind of what I stick to, except I like grains, like some grains, like like whole grains, like brown rice um, or barley, stuff like that, well, quinoa that has protein that in out. it. Cut it out. You know, I don't eat a lot of it. Um, my pro- honestly, my biggest problem that I have is a combination of Adderall induced forgetting to eat like during the middle of the day and then just being so fucking hungry at the end of the day that I end up eating too much or 
getting stoned and eating like late at late in the day. It's probably this probably a combination it's of mostly, all those things. Yeah, it, it is. And it's like I I know that my body is like I am not like a lean person. Um not I've always yet. kind of been a well, I've always been kind of been a chubby kid, but also like I'm okay being like a barrel as long as I'm fucking strong. That's all I care about. You know, why don't you I'd be like, a barrel with a ripped six pack? <laughs> I, you're so obsessed with six packs, dude. It's because it's the I've, one thing that eludes me in life. I'm strong as fuck. I've, I look great. I'm get, It's getting yeah. there. It's coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm just impatient. The amount, yeah. the amount of discipline to attain a six pack. When oh, you're yeah. what six two two forty, and yeah, I've got mm-hmm. quite a bit of definition, and it, my stomach is mm-hmm. shrinking. The amount of just the discipline to look that way, a hundred percent natural, is impressive, and I, it's something yeah. that I've oh, yeah. been striving for forever. And I'm so like, close. are you, go, are you so going for? Close, are you going for like the? like the men's health cover photo six pack or are you going for like the real life just hulked out like Aaron Donald like hulked out Aaron Aaron Donald version um like I've been I've been borderline at that before Metcalf something like that never that no Uh, I mean I'm not DK Metcalf isn't human I'm not even close to DK something amazing I lost I lost 250 bucks by making that bet I was like I'll look like DK (laughs) Metcalf no one one looks like DK Metcalf DK Metcalf is the only one who looks like DK Metcalf I I mean I went 92 days not drinking you know I was doing yeah fucking 500 kettlebell swings and Mm -hmm. I just did not I did not even get so close you're doing to that. like you kind of do when you so when do you lift when you lift do you go you know like Bill was talking Bill Gillespie on our last show was which yeah it will be our last show actually uh, when he was talking about like his training he doesn't do the like high rep low weight thing like bodybuilders do he does like low rep you know cycles is so, that what you no, do I'm or doing, do you do more like I'm, the bodybuilder stuff? I'm doing more bodybuilder stuff. I was. Mm-hmm. Now I've kind of switched into I've kind of just done my own thing. I'm I'm really just kind of up getting a little bit obsessed with grappling. And so Grapp- oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. A lot of my well, you're doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Grappling. I'm, I'm throwing a little judo in there. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of my workouts are are trying to increase my endurance. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of strength and mm-hmm. you know, I, I always want more, but I really just want to train my muscles to have more endurance and be able to, I want to be in better shape. So a lot more mm-hmm. running, a lot more uh, higher volume things. That's mm-hmm. kind of my, I'm doing, you know, 20 reps, you know, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, four sets of 20, five sets of 20, mm-hmm. um, just to get that endurance up. The most most success I've had when I when I weightlift has always been doing. I've I've always I've my dad has always made my workouts for me because when you have a you know world renowned strength coach, why the fuck wouldn't you have him make your workouts? Yeah. Um, I tend honestly the most the most success I have and have had weightlifting in terms of aesthetically feeling good about the way my body looks, and then also like, uh, like analytically being really strong and in good shape all around is when I just do, I do my dad's off season football workouts for the most part where it's like a, it's like a six week cycle where you build up to doing just like that classic uh, Soviet 
Bulgarian training where it's like you do what? A push, a pull, a squat, mm-hmm. uh, a bench, and one other thing. I can never remember the other one. Um, and then just do some like small like side pieces to mix like mix in. But well, like every day is stuff. like yeah, yeah, like every day I'm either it's like I'm doing squats and deadlifts, or I'm doing front squats and bench, or mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, back squats and uh, like good mornings or something like that. Yeah, or, um, what are they? Yeah. RDLs. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that, that generally has worked for me because like, I'm, I don't get so much on the aesthetic part. Um, it, I like, I've been when probably the best, like aesthetically I've looked is when I've been doing that and I was just Hulk the fuck out, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I've never been super into being like, you know, I gotta be 8% body fat or whatever is like, I just want to be healthy and be strong. I'd like really to be what like, I care about. I'd like to be like 15, 15%. Yeah. Um, I think I was down <clears throat> to like, I was close to that at one point. Because it, I believe it, it took it, so, it took so much effort to stay that way yeah. that it just wasn't worth it. Anywhere know? between eighteen and I believe fifteen percent, you'll have abs showing. That's where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of close to that right now. But I'm still, a, a, you know, I'm still, in my opinion, morbidly obese and and uh, <laughs> just soft. It's the most hyperbolic thing <laughs> you've ever I'm said. Fucking soft, dude. <laughs> you're si- wait, you're six four. What no, do you, what do you weigh? Jesus, like, no, dude. I'm like you? six one two. 250 all right maybe okay. that might I might mean, be like 240 right now i have i have shredded up a little bit so I, yeah. i'll have to weigh I mean, my i don't really i've never really good i've never really cared how much i weigh <clears throat> if i mm-hmm. was 300 pounds and had a six pack i'd be the happiest person ever like i don't give a shit how much i weigh well if you it's were 300 really, pounds and had a six pack you would be a brick shit house. yeah that would be ideal but that you know oh, that's yeah, not gonna happen yeah. so <laughs> i i uh i don't I if I look good and feel good, th- mm-hmm. then that's where it's. I really stop focusing on the weight. But hopefully, in the coming weeks, Doctor Eric Berg will be coming mm-hmm. on the show because there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. I want to ask him, especially pertaining to you know diet and and food. I mean, he's he's pretty mm-hmm. deep into the keto train. But what I like okay, about him yeah. is a lot of the ways that I eat, the the things mm-hmm. that I put in my body. They're, they're pretty calculated. Like all the yeah, food, oh, I know yeah. what all these foods that I do <clears throat> do for me. And that's like mm-hmm. part of the joy of eating. Um, I, I don't look at like, I, I definitely look at few food as fuel uh, mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to like, I don't really eat necessarily for the taste. I like, sure. I like, I like to just fuel my body. Uh, I've granted mm-hmm. like, I mean, yes, I fucking love pizza, but oh, yeah. And pasta and, for all things fried. I love all of that stuff. And Taco Bell. But I can't eat it. It's poison. <sighs> Taco Bell is so but hard because it like it's there. just like I know there's sand in there, but god damn, that sand tastes good. Oh yeah, it's not know? even it's probably not even real meat, man, but it is. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, no, for real. There <laughs> what was that? That was in like two thousand eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. That was a big thing that they found like s- silica was listed in the ingredient oh, list of their meat and it oh, was it was literally saying what oh no i yeah, wish i yeah, wouldn't have yeah. known that oh that, yeah, i don't know, I don't if, know if they have changed that no, they definitely i don't haven't. know if they've changed that but it was it was bad <clears throat> one of the things that i've always like one of the things that fascinates me uh like the new trend of eating where mm-hmm. we're eating like plant-based burgers made out of like mm-hmm. in my opinion garbage and like almost mm-hmm. egg or better i don't know that shit scares the fuck out of me 
I <laughs> yeah. will never eat that ever. And and if I, you do, kudos s- to yeah. you. I think that's cool. But I don't trust. Uh, number one, I don't trust humans. I think that like if you're manufacturing food, like I'm gonna just stick with what's been working for the past several hundred thousand years, like organ meat, vegetables, yeah. roots. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Um, if you yeah. look at, if you even look at like uh, if you read the Genghis Khan and the making of the modern world, <clears throat> the mm-hmm. historian gets so detailed into the Mongol army. He get breaks down their diet and how much more superior it was to the Chinese that they were invading. It made them stronger. They had better teeth because they were eating a certain way. And I mean, that mm-hmm. was like kind of a, a big catalyst for me to kind of, oh, I got way too hardcore into it and it failed, but I've since dialed it back <laughs> and, and thrown in some fruit. That seems um, to be a reoccurring theme with you. It, it, you know, <clears throat> there's something I'm working on. Um, and I'm glad you bring that up because yes, it is. I do get way too hardcore into things. I get mm-hmm. too rigid in. Uh, I try to be so hyper disciplined, yet yeah, too structured, yeah. which y- you can't just all of a sudden wake up and be a hundred percent dialed and disciplined. Some people can. This motherfucker can't. I like. Yeah. <clears throat> I it takes. I do it in a in a process where I slowly and methodically work towards scaling up the intensity. I yeah. my biggest issue is I I always want to bite off too much whereas like mm-hmm. it's it's easy the thing that I focus on now and what's really been a game changer so far this year is mm-hmm. focusing on really small habits. Yeah. Really small like I want to read more. All I do now is read one page a day. Generally speaking, I read like five to six, right? But right. on a day you where I'm like, minimum. fuck it, my minimum is one. That is my goal. My goal mm-hmm. for jujitsu, right? I just picked it up again, is to go to two practices a week. Now, I'm mm-hmm. slowly becoming obsessed with it and pretty sure that I'll end up going five days a week. But at the moment, sure. it is two days a week. That is what I do. Uh, to Running, I run one day a week. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I lift yeah. the rest, right? So, so these, but I'm eventually will have the structure to scale these habits up as time goes on. I'll have a foundation, <clears throat> excuse me, and the habit formed, and then we'll be able to scale them up. Where a lot of people make this mistake, and I'll, I would encourage you to do this as well. When mm-hmm. you're, if you're trying to get into working out again, like, mm-hmm. Three days a week, go to the mm-hmm. gym or whatever you're going to do, do it for 15 minutes. There was a guy that lost hundreds of pounds by going to the gym every day because he wanted to be, he wanted to, wanted as part of his identity to be the guy that was at the gym and that never missed a workout. We had Bill Gillespie on here who said never miss a workout, right? So he would go mm-hmm. to, in order to get Bill, it took Bill 50 years to probably less than that, but yeah. let's say 10 years yeah. to get there, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This guy, would show up to the gym for 15 minutes a day on his way home from work. Do like, you know, maybe some curls, some stretches, and mm-hmm. dip out. Yeah. And he did that every day for, I don't even know, I'm going to make this, let's say six months. And then eventually then it was 30 minutes. And then it was mm-hmm. 45. And then pretty soon he lost all this weight because he formed the habit. He was really gentle with mm-hmm. himself. I think that 
that's the problem. That's the mistake that I make. And I think that that's the mistake that a lot of people make is they, they, yeah, they start too strong. They start too strong. They don't realize you can, it's, you can always scale things up in intensity. That is mm-hmm. something that we're designed to do. But in order mm-hmm. to, you, you must first focus on forming the habit. That you right. must first that's, focus on forming the habit, hundred percent. That's when when I uh, when I do weightlifting and I'm like I'm going back to weightlifting having after having like say like I've been running mostly mm-hmm. uh, for I don't know three months. So I haven't I haven't lifted in like two or three months. When I have a workout plan, if I can't hit every single set at every single weight or every single rep, as long as I'm building towards getting to the point where I'm going to be doing that workout, you know, to a T. Yeah. then I'm good with it, you know? And, and I've kind of, I, I, I kind of take the same approach I'm trying to do. Um, I was doing running a lot earlier last year, but then I had to stop because I had um, my hip flexor was acting up. Um, and I just, honestly, I think I just need to try low impact stuff just because of, of my, my knee. Um, it was bothering me as well. So I've switched mostly to cycling and I've been doing about two days a week trying to get back into it. And every time I go, I don't like, I have a problem with like, so the flip side of that, that I have a problem with is I try to be in a way, go too hard, too fast. But then I also try to like track my metrics, you know, like how far am I going? What, what are my splits? What's my time? All of this stuff. Like how far did I go last time? I need to go at least at this time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to just like, I have like a little computer that I have on my bike that I can track, but I, I've like for a while, I'm not going to use it. And I just go out and I'm like, I'm just going to go, you know, I'll ride to, you know, one waypoint and back, you yeah, know, that's or at least dude. I'll tell my stuff, tell myself that, but then I'll get into it. And I'll be like, I'm going to keep going. I'll keep going. And then when my legs stamp, start cramping, I go home. You know? Yeah. Well, all you got to do, don't worry about anything else. Just worry about the habit. The habit will sustain mm-hmm. you. And the habit will keep you healthy. Don't worry mm-hmm. about anything else. Once you get because consistency is key in anything. So your your first your first obstacle is to become consistent. Once you become consistent, then you can work on scaling things up. Once you become mm-hmm. consistent in the gym, then all the good things that come from being consistent will follow. But until mm-hmm. you're there, you're fucked. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you really are. So. What do they say? It always takes like it's like. 20 days 30 days it's like 30 to take days it, something but yeah to make I mean, it a like an automatic habit yeah i i mean and that's who knows right like yeah it, i it, normally it varies for me for it feels like humans. it's like two or three weeks if i can do it consistently for two or three weeks whatever the interval is it takes like two then, months for me it takes me way yeah, longer it, to it, form a habit than most they see that see my my problem isn't necessarily like whenever i have these things it's not the discipline the discipline of being able to just get myself there to do it is normally the easiest thing for me. The hardest thing for me is pacing myself of not going too too hard too fast and not getting too in my head that if I don't have like I don't have a good workout that somehow I've set myself back, you know, or like if I missed a run on one day it's like well fuck it I'll just go the next day and do it, you know, and just being like not quite as hard on myself. You know? Yeah, I, I struggle with that too. I need to be like cuz if I if I make a mistake or you know, in the past would eat something I wasn't supposed to, I would just snowball and mm-hmm. like the sky, I would catastrophize and be like, I, you know, I'm fucked up and you know, what's, but that's, that's a, 
that's a really self-destructive way to think. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty anti-human, anti-self sentiment to just say, fuck it. When you've made one mistake, you, you need to stop yeah. it right there and then immediately get back on the horse. Yeah. That's a mistake I've made when I was younger. It's, it's a mistake that crops up every now and again, but that is just your past self trying to fulfill the, 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 the self-fulfilling prophecy of failure or not achieving your goals mm-hmm. is to, when you let that little voice in and continue down that dark road. Can't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I yeah. have that problem too. I don't that, anymore, uh, but I did. <clears throat> That's it, it's something that I've like kind of off and on struggled with for as long as I can remember is, I, I don't know, I guess it's technically perfectionism, but it's not about doing it perfectly. It's about like, just, I don't know if I'm not pushing, I don't feel like I'm doing, you know, like if I have a workout and I go, like I used to, I've gotten over this with weightlifting, which is good. If I went, if I went and lifted and the next day, I wasn't just terribly sore then I used to think oh, I didn't work hard enough. Yeah, no, when that's in reality, good, it's like, not good. Yeah, you know, it's like you you worked out. You did all of the work. You don't have to be sore to know that you worked yeah. out. You know, the, the hypertrophy is still happening. You just didn't, like, ex- overexert yourself. Exactly. Well, then that that keeps you from wanting to come back. So, so what we've learned, be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. and focus on the habit. Focus on becoming consistent. Once you become consistent and you formed a habit, then scale it up. Mm-hmm. And until you've done that, you're not doing shit. And this so the next time I talk to you, which will probably be in the next few days, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a full report on the habits that you're trying to form about your health. Absolutely. Okay. Or else. Absolutely. And and if these motherfuckers didn't subscribe, I'm coming down. You're going to kill me. And I'm going to kill kill you. So now there's two Mm -hmm. things that you need to focus on. So I got to do my shit, but Mm -hmm. then also y'all got to do your shit. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, we need it. We get- <laughs> Spotify or Google yeah. or really, you know, Anywhere. wherever you want. Wherever you, wherever you want to hear us. Yeah, we love yeah. you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and that's all I got for you today. That's it. The sermon we preached. We preached the truth today. That's all that matters. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Deuces. Deuces.